Welcome to the Coach's Ed podcast dedicated to teaching, sharing, and learning the game. Thank you for joining me today. I'm your host, Steve Kramer of Kramer Basketball, founder of the Coach's Edge, and it's a unique episode today. As we look back on Kobe Bryant, it's been a year since he passed, and I wanted to, to kind of go off the beaten path a little bit with the Coach's Edge and just share some of the things that really stood out to me from his playing career, his life after following um, his his journey as a, as, as a person, some of the things that I take away and try to apply to my life. Um, so I hope, hope you guys enjoy this bonus episode. But before we get to that, if you're interested in our 131 Zone Offense package that debuted this past Friday, the link is below. It comes with 35 plus minutes of zone offense court diagram video breakdown. It comes with a PDF of zone offense principles. It comes with another PDF of one through one zone plays. And then it comes with a free blob and slob series PDF of some of our um, getting access to what we give all of our coaches at the coaches edge. So if you've been sitting on the fence or maybe you're thinking about uh, joining our membership in the month of March when we open it back up again, this can give you a sneak peek at what we give access to all of our members throughout the country from. And it's not just my content that I upload there. There's a handful of coaches that contribute to making the Coach's Edge as special and unique as it is. So you can get your hands on that. And if you like that, you're gonna love the Coach's Edge membership when we open it back up because it has hundreds, literally hundreds of videos, the plays, building culture, the, the webinars, the Coach's Edge meetings and roundtables. It's off the charts. We're trying to do everything that we can to help our coaches. And then all of our coaches also get access to what will be our Kramer basketball training app. So their players can use the app. They can use the Coach's Edge website. It's a win-win for the entire program, which is what we're trying to do. Program and team development. All right, I could go on and on about that, but I'm excited for you to listen to this episode on my favorite basketball player, Kobe Bryant. Let's get to the show. Welcome everybody to this unique episode. As we look back on Kobe Bryant, it's been a year since he passed away. And if you followed me at all, you know that Kobe was my all-time favorite basketball player for much more than just statistics, how good of a player that he actually was on the court much bigger than that because there were certain things that I felt like he represented that to me have a lot of, of value. And so as we dig into this bonus episode today, I really wanted to share with you five things that stick out to me from Kobe Bryant, his life, his basketball career that I think transcend the game, go beyond the game, and are things that we as coaches and players can apply to how we live our life, not just how we play and coach the great game of basketball. This goes well beyond his, his MVP. He was 11 times All-NBA first team, nine-time All-NBA first team defense. He finished 11 times throughout his career in the top five for the MVP voting, um, the five rings. I mean, the list goes on and on with, with his accomplishments. Um, just looking at the facts of what he did after he tore and ruptured his Achilles and was able to come back and, and play. I mean, that alone was unbelievable. But I quickly wanted to share five things that really have uh, and continue to have a lasting impact on me and how I try to, to coach and live my life 
in general um, that Kobe really, I feel like show, showed me. Obviously I never, never met him, um, but following his career and thankfully, uh, especially towards the end of his career and after he retired, I mean, he, he was still really active publicly. He did a ton of interviews, a lot of podcasts. Um, there's a ton of videos out there that you can watch and, and learn from and, and get a kind of inside look at some of the things that he was thinking. So I hope this finds you, you beneficial. Number one, his love of the game always stood out to me. There's so many players, even at the highest level, that when you watch them play and you see they might have a, a great year and then they just kind of fall back after a contract year, and you can tell they never had that inner passion and love for the game of basketball. And this guy playing and retiring, played for 20 years, never lost that passion, that love for the game. And um, that's something that I really, really respect because it's easy to get burned out when you're going all out. It's easy um, when success comes or money comes or different things come into your life that you pay more attention to that. And Kobe was never that way. He had a love for the game and he was locked in on being the best that he could be. Number two, his skill set was crazy. I don't think that he's the greatest player of all time, but I do believe he's the most skilled player of all time, the best footwork that I've ever seen his ability year after year to add new aspects of his game. When his athleticism started to erode, how he developed other aspects of his game to counter that and still be able to dominate the game. His skill set was, was off the charts. There was nothing on the basketball court that he couldn't go out there and contribute to. And again, I think it comes back to he had that love for the game and that inner drive. So many players can get complacent once they reach a certain level, and he never did. He was always looking for some type of an edge. And, you know, that's the thing that I always try to teach the players that, that I work with is you're never too good for the basics. You're never too good to improve those basic skills. Shot fakes, free throws, footwork, working on your jab step, your rip moves cutting without the basketball. There's so many little aspects of the game that you can continue to tweak and improve. Kobe was a perfect example of that. Number three, mental toughness. Mental toughness is one of the missing links or the separators between good and great or great and being regarded as one of the best ever. It is the mental, the mental side of the game. Um, I was watching an old game film from 2002 when the Lakers were going for their three-peat and they were playing the Sacramento Kings game seven at Sacramento and Sacramento at that time for our younger listeners, they had home court advantage. I want to say they had the best record in the league and they had one of the loudest arenas in the NBA. They had the cowbells, right? You need more cowbell. <laughs> so it was extremely loud. It was a frenzy when you played in Sacramento. They were one of the most fun teams to watch. And he, he was doing an interview heading into that game. And they were talking about the pressure of, you know, trying to make it back to the finals and win another title. They were asking him about the pressure of, 
you know, you don't have home court advantage this time. And very coolly, calmly, he's like, you know, a cowbell never blocked my jump shot. And it was just a very simple quote, but it showed the mental toughness level of an elite player, the mindset of an elite player. And if you're a player listening, let's say you're trying out to play for your favorite college team and your favorite college coach comes into the gym and they watch you work out. They come in kind of the the backside, they're sitting in the stands and they're watching you do your workout. What do you feel when that happens? Does that affect your performance in that game, that workout, that scrimmage, whatever it is that you're doing? It shouldn't, right? You should already be doing your best before the coach even got in there. And then just because someone else is in the gym, whether it's someone you have no idea who they are or someone who's the coach of the team that you want to go to, they really have no effect, right? There's nothing that they could do. They're not going to steal the ball from you. They're not going to um, do anything that physically is going to impact your workout or your game. But so many times as athletes and as coaches, we let things that actually have no effect on what we can do and what we can produce, we let those things affect us. We put so many exterior things up on our shoulders and let it negatively impact impact us when it really doesn't have to, right? The things you need to be concerned about is yourself, your teammates, what's the other team doing? What are they doing to try to stop you, okay? Plan, prepare, execute. Right, that's simple, but it's easy for us to get caught up in everything that's going on outside of that kind of bubble. And you know, that mental toughness aspect has always really stood out to me. You really didn't have a fear of a failure. Um, and so like my definition of mental toughness, and I wrote it down is the ability to stay present amidst distraction. It doesn't mean ignore distraction but rather the ability to move on from it quickly while staying present and doing the best that you can with a great attitude. So if you can do that, if you can, if you can stay present amidst your environment, any distraction, and if you can give your best while being a great teammate, the positive attitude, the energy that you give out, that's mental toughness to me. That's it. That's mental toughness to me. It doesn't mean you're never going to be distracted, but it means understanding that distractions are going to happen. When we understand that they're going to happen and that they actually have no effect on what we're actually trying to do, it allows us to move on from them quicker. I think Kobe was a great example of that. Number four, competitive desire, right? You've heard all the stories comparing him and Jordan and what was one of the biggest things that they had in common with each other? Compete, 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 compete. They were hyper competitive. And I try to tell a lot of the players that I work with, don't compare, compete. So often, it's easy to compare ourselves to other people. 
as a college player who got their offer from this coach oh, and somebody else wanted to go there. Social media, well, so-and-so's got more followers. They must be better at, you know, the game or a coach or whatever that, whatever that is. It's so easy to get lost in the comparison. Instead, let's compete. Compete against other people, no question. Most importantly, competing against yourself, trying to be better than you were before. The comparison stuff, again, that's outside noise. That's outside distraction. What can you personally concentrate on to compete and better yourself each and every day? I think Kobe embodied that really well. And number five goes along with some of that competitive nature, but the work ethic. The work ethic could never be questioned. And I think there was a, they asked Kobe what he wanted to be remembered by and he said some, don't quote me, but he said something along the lines of, I want to be known as a talented overachiever. Like there's no denying he was a talented athlete. Dad played in the NBA, 6'6". You know, he's, he's got a 40-inch vertical. But from an NBA perspective, well, I think the average NBA height is 6'7", right? So he's slightly below the average NBA height. There's a lot of players that have a 40-inch vertical. There's a lot of people that have a 40-inch vertical that aren't in the NBA, right? So his ability to put in the work on a consistent basis really set him apart from basically everybody else. I mean, there's so many stories as you can look up online of him just getting after it again and again and again. So those are my five things. Love of the game, his skill set, right? You can always get better. His mental toughness, the competitive desire that will to, to win and compete. And then the work ethic, the drive that he had to continually putting it in, whether you know, you're on a back-to-back, -back, less sleep, injuries, all these things stacked against you, you're still gonna put in the work. And there's a couple other things that I wanted to leave you with as you're listening to this episode that I think that really stood out to me Kobe was a leader among leaders. And I'll, I'll use this example with my probably my favorite Kobe Bryant moment. And that was the 2008 Olympics. So you think about this, they've lost the Olympics in 04. Kobe joins in 08. They have Chris Paul, they have Dwayne Wade, they have LeBron James, they have Dwight Howard, who had, was peak Dwight Howard. Um, ton of phenomenal Hall of Fame basketball players. And they're playing Spain. Spain has the best, I would say, team as far as being able to play together in the world. High level basketball players. Obviously, they have the Gasol brothers, but there were many other pieces on that team that were very, very high level. Other guys that have played in the NBA, EuroLeague, etc. And in that game, the U.S. is up, you know, 10 double figures throughout the course of the game. But in the fourth quarter, things start to get close. And this is what I loved about uh, Kobe Bryant and why this is my favorite moment is because he's playing with the other top players in the world. He's playing with LeBron. He's playing with Chris Paul. He's playing with Dwayne Wade. And when the going got tough, they looked to him. 
he was the person that they looked to. Like that's the ultimate sign of respect is if you're, you're essentially on the court with all the other alpha dogs and things don't go well and they all look to you. In that game, fourth quarter, there's about eight minutes left. Spain trims the lead to two points, 91-89. Things aren't going so well. The whole team is starting to tighten up, right? Because you're the U.S. They're supposed to, to win. Kobe comes down. He hits a tough one-foot runner. Next possession, Kobe drives to the basket, kicks it out. Darren Williams hits a three. Next possession, Kobe drives to the basket, dumps it off. Dwight Howard gets a dunk just like that. It's 98-89. Like, just like that. Kobe just boom, 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 makes winning plays. Spain continues to fight back. Great Spain team. 98-92, they cut it to six. What does Kobe do? Boom, hits a three. Spain fights back. There's about three minutes left in the game. Spain is up 104 to 99. Kobe hits an and one three that essentially broke Spain's back, right? They had cut it to, to five. He makes a four point play. It's nine points, three minutes left. That was essentially, essentially game over. A little bit later, he has a runner. He scored 13 of his 20 points in that game in the final eight minutes to go along with, with a couple assists. And if you guys remember from the 08 Olympics, his main job was to lock down defensively. Like there's a reason he's regarded as one of the greatest two-way players of all time. That was his main thing, lock down on defense during the Olympics. They got plenty of scores. What can he do? He can lock up. But when the going got tough in the championship game, everybody looked to him. And that, that, will, always, that will always stand out to me. A couple other things. We finished this bonus bonus episode. Um, in 2020, I had a, a word that I really wanted to try to focus on. You know, if you listen to John Gordon stuff, he's like, you know, you have a word for the year. And so my word was to be present, to be more present with the people that, that I'm around. So when I'm around my kids, I'll be present with my kids. I don't want to be messing around my cell phone, thinking about work. When I'm with my wife, I want to be present with my wife. When I am working with, you know, a small group of players, I'm not thinking about, you know, the next camp, the next weekend I'm going to do where there's going to be 50 kids there, right? I am present with those six or I'm present with the fifth grade kid that I'm working with, even though I'm going to work out with a pro athlete in the next workout, being able to stay present allows us to give our best to ourselves and the people that are around us. And I thought Kobe embodied that really well. Whenever you, you hear him speak and you continue to learn about him, he really seemed like the type of person who literally was where his feet were, right? He has ability to stay in the moment. And that has a lot of basketball on-court translation as well, right? Players that are able to stay in the moment and really have that mindset. I'm just going to do the best that I can within this possession is big. And then the last thing that really stood out to me from uh, following his career was balance is overrated. Balance is overrated. And I think so many times in, in life, um, 
we get preached like have this real balance in your life as far as you know everything that you do and don't get me wrong i i there's certain ways that you can look at balance and i would probably agree with you but what i mean is we have a short amount of time on earth to excel in whatever it is that we really want to be good at and that we're really passionate about and if we don't dig deep and dive deep into what we are really driven to be good at, to improve at, to succeed at, we're not going to make it happen. And that means dedicating a high amount of time and effort and energy into that specific thing. Now, I know not everybody's like that. There's people who, you know, go to their job and then after work and they spend some time with the family and they do some other things that they like. And they're just kind of, you know, doing things here and there throughout their life and they're happy. God bless you guys, right? I'm not that way. I'm not wired that way. I'm much more of like a tunnel vision type of person. There are a few things that I'm really passionate about. Faith, family, friends, a few. I have a pretty tight-knit group. And then basketball working with players, working with, with coaches, continuing to learn more about the game. And that's it. That's it. It's really faith, family, some friends, not many, and then basketball. And I'm just trying to, you know, tunnel vision myself into those areas. And if there's not something that doesn't fall in line with those things, then for the most part, I don't have time for it. I don't have time for it. And I think that if we can have some of that mindset of, you know, I don't need, you know, that new TV or video game or truck or whatever it is to, to make me happy, but there's just a few things that have true value. And then I go all in with those things in my life. I think that's going to lead to a lot more satisfaction. That's what I found for my life. Anyway, I found that personally to make a big, a big impact on how, how I view and the satisfaction that I get out of my daily life. So um, it's kind of a unique bonus episode. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. If not, it's cool. We're still doing all of our interviews and everything with all of our coaches. Um, but Kobe was one of the greatest players of all time. And without knowing him, he still made a dramatic impact in my life as a player and as a coach and as a businessman, and all these things that I'm trying to do. Um, as I continue to teach, share, and learn the game. And uh, so I appreciate you guys having a listen. And um, you know, if, if you liked hearing some of my thoughts off the cuff like this, let me know. I'd be really curious. You can hit me up, contact at CramerBasketball.com, at CoachesEdge1 on Twitter. Um, again, God bless you guys. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Peace. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, if you found it beneficial, if you could subscribe, rate, and review, that would go a really long way. And if you know someone who might enjoy this episode, please share it out with them. You know, screenshot it and tag me on Instagram or Twitter or whatever it is that you use. Um, let, let me know and share it out with someone else who also may find it beneficial. I know there's a lot of Kobe fans out there, so at least they would, would appreciate this. So thank you again for listening. And as always, Get after it.